0: Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts.
1: Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of October 16th, 2023, and I'm in the studio with Justin Binning, Ken Timmons, and Jeff Hogger. Justin, Ken, and Jeff are from American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Hey there, Molly. How are you doing, Molly? I'm good. How are you guys today? Tops. Tops. I know we were just talking about how nice the weather is there. It's You said it's sunny and, and warm and wonderful. And it's not sunny here, but it's also warm and wonderful. I'm, I was really enjoying my trip to the mailbox this afternoon. Good times. All right. Well, let's get to the topic at hand and what everyone's been waiting for. I think uh, we may have pushed by a week. So we're about three weeks out at this point. Let us know what's been happening in the lumber market in the last little bit.
2: Sorry, it's really in three weeks?
1: I think we did push. Am I, maybe I'm misremembering, but I, I think we did.
2: Just Breaking two? Up. Well, anyway, either it's, way, yeah, <laughs> it
3: feels like we did one like last Friday. The two-week and the three-week report coincidentally are the same report, though, <laughs> because there has not been anything that drastically over the last few weeks. Out in the West, Mountain States, California, the Southwest, steady as she goes, Prices are still gently dwindling, I would say, to make a sweeping generalization about the market as a whole. We're scraping the bottom, right? Right before we stepped into this podcast, I was on the phone with some of my mills. The word curtailment got brought up, not nope. like, hey, we're about to curtail, more like, hey, are you hearing anyone else think about it? Right? Yeah. Glamourings are going around, and prices are very cheap on a lot of products. Cordstock products have maintained a higher price There is some room for them to come off, although they've been resilient and holding value. (laughs) Webs all over the place. Some guys have it for cardboard pricing. Other guys are selling it for filet mignon substitutes. It's all over the board. So that's an item that's worth shopping if you're going to buy some website. Activity has been fair. Weather isn't plaguing any part of the country right now, which is nice. People are still buying. Just plugging along every day. There is business, but it's been very measured as we go into the colder months in the Mountain States?
0: I would say home center type business. Uh, the smaller home centers are having a good time of it right now. Uh, repair and remodel is is the sector or a sector that still looks very good. Those folks that, that don't want to change what they've got to, excuse me, don't want to ch- change the interest rate that they have by changing homes uh, are just improving the ones that they're in. So that's a... Again, a sector that we've seen, say, very strong over the top of some others here of late. You
2: no, know, everything is relatively moved with the other, right? As a market, as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think in terminal is like scraping the bottom. It's like, yeah, we're scraping it. We're also creating a hole. I don't know, like, where's the bottom actually at? We just keep digging another layer off the old bottom. Because it feels like it's been bottoming for a while. Right, It's yeah. easy to say that, but it's... So we're just, I think we're entering new territory on a lot of things, a lot of species, and we're trying to find a level of stability, which is always that equilibrium between supply and demand and both like a moving target right now. And I, there hasn't been a lot of positivity for the end of the year. It feels like throughout the industry in terms of the market as a whole feeling good. I think there's cases absolutely throughout the United States and pockets and segments that are still doing well. But I also think feeding off a lot of yesterday's yeses, it's hard to find more of those moving forward, it seems. So yeah, so uh, to get me out of the cloud here and get a little bit more micro-based, we're reaching some levels from a price standpoint at a sawmill, and I'm talking U.S. south here, but maybe the case obviously can be made to other areas of species, but haven't been seen in a long time. and. The cost to, to produce lumber is not what it was five years, 10 years ago. So it feels like something's got to give at some point in the near future. And then there's a lot of big decisions that, that come in to tie in with that, right, in relation to labor force. And I think it's just something that's, there's not a lot of profit going around, I don't think at the mill level, and it's a, it's a tough call to have to go. And if the market does get better, which everyone's hoping for, making sure you get those people back, then you have industry or trade. It feels like something's got to give here, Molly. Right? right,
1: Right. I know we've talked about that a little bit too, right? When we talk about curtailments, I know you guys are quick to say mills don't want to do that. They don't want to cut shifts. They don't want to put a curtailment in place because it takes a certain amount of energy and time and money to spin down and then even more to spin back up, right? what can we just maybe let's do a real quick recap on like what you guys are hearing. I know you mentioned curtailments briefly. Have there been some more since our last recording? And what are we looking at going into the last couple of months of this quarter?
2: Yeah, nothing reported. There is rumors, but I'm not going to speculate and certainly do those on a podcast. But even though I just did, I guess. (laughs) But (laughs) all right, there's nothing there has to be. Right. And I don't think it's rumor businessman and right. basic anybody could research some of this information online and see that this can't, this doesn't work right? right period of time, especially when you have the swath of the material that is being produced all in that same segment. It's not like you've got one item or two driver items that are bringing up the overall average. You've got a lot that are right together in terms of pricing, but not in a good way. Yeah, nothing set in stone, at least from what I've seen or any official announcements, but wouldn't be surprised to see some before the end of the year. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all. The matter of everyone's trying to measure the length of the storm better. Yeah. We're facing all economic woes and, and wars are out left and right. Feels close, like you could be in World War Three at any time, right? Like, it's like we're not that far away from a scenario like that. So I think it's just that in our mix with our economy and going into an election year, there's a lot of factors at play that just feel like they're looming over us. And it's hard to feel super confident and about the outlook for, for the rest of the year and for next year, to be honest. So not trying to be a Debbie Downer here, but I think I'm just stating what most people are feeling.
1: Being realist. Yeah. When you're talking with component manufacturers that you work with in the industry, what are you three hearing? Are they cutting shifts? Are they busy? Like, what are the things affecting the industry directly? Or are you hearing the folks are still reasonably busy, still building, et cetera?
0: I think Ken said it earlier, mentioned it. There's different pockets that that are better than others. I would say a lot of my, a lot of the larger guys that I might deal with are, don't feel as strongly. I guess listening to what Justin was just talking about, I get a lot of that stuff from them. But I have to really take what they're giving me with a grain of salt. I might not be they might not be as busy as they were a few years ago, but relatively, they're they're still moving quite a bit of wood. And then again, I back back to the pockets. There, there are absolutely just different spots around the country that that have held a much higher uh, turnover in terms of the amount of material week in and week out than others. So I, that that's my two cents on it. I'll let these guys give you their thoughts. It's like we talked about last week.
3: It's definitely a liquidity thing, right? There's no shortage of young people who need a place to live or old people or whatever. Tall people or whatever. The problem is at the co- current cost of money, it's not a quickly achievable reality. For a lot of people, it, you can't just have that money sitting dormant. Home builder confidence is not skyrocketing right now because people aren't overly confident in their ability to build and then cash back in on it. I think one thing that's interesting that maybe component people may or may not think about over the next few years, whether single family and multifamily housing is a large component of lumber consumption, infrastructure will continue to increase in wood consumption in the United States. That's one thing, even if mortgage rates stay high and housing is not as robust as we'd all love it to be, we're still going to be pumping money into roads, bridges, that kind of stuff too. So something to to keep in the back of your mind as we talk about lumber market and demand and the little piece of demand that the component guys don't always think about as quickly as
1: housing. Makes sense. Well, I hesitate to ask the question, but I must as it's part of what I do every week. We're talking about what had happened. So let's talk a little bit before we close out about what will be happening and sort of any advice that you have for our component manufacturers in the next couple of weeks before we're together again.
0: Continue to be neutral. Continue to, I've said it in the last couple that I've been on, but again, its it didn't matter if this was two weeks or three weeks. (laughs) the same. So good opportunities. Again, make sure you're up on the inventories. Nobody's over inventorying at all right now. It's the right time for you to buy exactly what's needed, get it at a good price. And again, whenever this thing is a bottom, you create your own. So don't be lulled to sleep by the market. Still be, still be in it all the time. Listen to the guys like that are here to my left and myself, if you feel like it, but I I think it's good to be paying attention, especially in a market like this because of what can happen at any point. You got to play the game
2: the way the game needs to be played at the time. Well, that's my best Kamala Harris I can do for the day. Moving on from that, I take what the market gives you. And right now, I wait for a bottom, wait for like, no, just keep playing it the way you've been playing it if it's working. I don't have any groundbreaking advice today, but I, they broke it. Broke it, why are you trying to fix it? And I think from a buyer's standpoint, they've had everything they've dreamed of that they didn't have in 2021. And the latter half of 2020. Now it's, I'll buy it when I want at the price I want and get it when I want. So right on, let's do it. That's the MO, I'm not gonna wait for some magical bottom. Or is the price attractive? Absolutely, We're looking at recent historical averages or go back 10, 15 years, price is pretty darn good on everything. So cool, enjoy it. And I don't see any anything that will change it in some big form or fashion one direction. Right now, going up. Yeah. And I don't think it can go down a lot more. I think there's an okay semi balance. It's forming with supply and demand, fairly investable levels. Yeah. There's just, there's a lot of moving parts. We got a lot less European coming in. Yeah. So, anyways, take what the market right now it's giving you value, buy it when you need it and move on with the rest of your day and go book some more business. All right. My germ to scream, lumber
3: trading things. The battle is won and lost before it's fought. <laughs> The battle is not on the buy side right now. It's on the sell side, right? So rather than worrying about where the market might go or what's going to happen to this or that, be definitive. Give the people who are selling for you, your trusses or your packages or your panels, give them definitive numbers to go sell against and then have in your mind, okay, maybe the market goes here, maybe it doesn't, but here's my goals. Here's my target levels where if my guys are selling that, I'm going to lock in profits here and then you don't have to worry about it whether it goes up or down or sideways or whatever, you're running a business that's consistent, profitable, and your salespeople are enabled to go build your brand as best they can.
1: And you guys all came in with a You weren't sure what advice you had to give, but I heard lots of good things today. So I appreciate your time. And I did go back and check and I was mistaken. It's only been a couple of weeks and it will be another couple of weeks. So I think with that in mind, we will wrap up our episode for this week. But Justin, Ken, Jeff. Thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm. As always, I've enjoyed our time together, albeit brief, and look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection.
0: Thanks, Thanks, Molly. Thanks,
1: Thanks, guys.
0: This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.